I'm a go-getter. It's the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. His goal is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Success is the only option. Go-Getter is all about mindset. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? And it's a win-win situation. Let's say I don't become the greatest ever. I'll become one of the greats. But it forces me to grind the greatness every day. And if you want to win that life, you got to grind the greatness every day. You deserve to live your best life. The world can sleep on you, but just make sure you don't sleep on you. So I love and believe in you, and I want to take you to that next level. Put your seatbelt on. Ride with me. What up, world? Yeah, it's your boy Jay Black. Every day I'm grinding the greatness. I'm a go-getter. Let's get straight to it. I'm excited. Yeah, now the guests I got in the building today got them three words coming again. I'm excited. Yeah, so welcome to the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. Now, for the new viewers and listeners, go-getter. What's a go-getter? Glad you asked. My logo sums up my message. One finger to the brain, one to the sky. So I'm saying this with the right mindset. You go to the top. I put the red check next to the brain because everything starts with the mind and it takes blood, sweat, and tears to achieve goals. You're a goal getter. I'm a goal getter. Success is the only option. Everything about my guest today says success is the only option. Now, got to ask y'all this question. Have y'all been doing the mental exercises? Uh, for those new to the Goal Getter Podcast with Jay Black, what's the exercises? Well, as you know, we live in a very cold, dark world. And people are quick to tell you what you can't do. So I feel it's very important that you be the first person to speak life into yourself every single day. So these exercises are a great way to start the day. So when you first wake up, I need three positive thoughts. I'll share a few of mine with you. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Be a great husband. Be a great father. Now, this is when you first wake up. You can do more than three, but you got to at least do three. Now, from there, you should be going to the restroom, brushing your teeth, washing your face. If not, we have a problem. But while you're in the restroom, look at that person you see in the mirror. I need positive affirmations. Say, I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. Now, I love y'all. I don't want to look out for y'all, so I'll be honest with y'all. If you got kids, you might want to tone it down. I got cussed plenty of times, you know, because I done woke my son up. You know, I got a ranger from 17, 11, 8, and 4. Okay, so... When my son was a little younger, you know, 4 or 10 in the morning, it's not good to be like, I am great. I am a winner. It's not a good look. Your wife going to cuss you out. You're going to get cussed out. So I'm going to give you the alternate version, too. So you can be like, I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. That's going to keep you in the bedroom. Yeah, I didn't got kicked out the bedroom a couple times because of my energy. So keep on with y'all. Now, also, I got to shout out my mentoring program, Go Get an Academy. You know, you speak out to my young kings and young queens. Definitely doing a great job. Um, with Go Get an Academy, we focus on mental health, leadership development, entrepreneurship, goal setting, financial literacy, community service. But um, we've been doing, we do something called a behavior ranking. So every week, they give me a number, one to 10, one being terrible, 10 being great. With goal-getter, it's a mindset, it's a way of life, so they can't just be a goal-getter with, with me. They have to be there at school and at home. And far as at home, they already know what their chores are, so they shouldn't be having to be told what to do their chores. So I want to shout out this one, one of our young kings. He's got um, a 10-plus, so he gives me a number. Then before our, our weekly meeting, virtual meeting, the parent sent me the numbers. So this parent has given... Jer uh, Jeremiah Bernie, a 10 plus for the past month. 
So definitely want to shout out Jeremiah Bernie. Keep keep up the great work, young king. Now we got to get to our guest, Seneca Wilson. So Seneca is on a mission to empower young students to overcome barriers in their life by using sports, hip hop, inspiration, and poetry to ensure college career readiness and success. He has released his new book, Turn On Your Light, Finding the Light Within, and is committed to helping others be great. So Seneca, say what's up to the people. I only got three words for you. I'm excited, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So my guys in the building, so to get a quick backdrop, you know, I believe that um, everything happens for a reason. So during the pandemic, I decided to invest in um, a speaker program. You know, I was doing a lot in my city, but you know what? There's a, there's a quote, I love this quote. It says, a smart person learns from their own mistakes, but a wise person learns from other people's mistakes. Now you're gonna make mistakes, be smart, but there's so many mistakes that people like in our lane, Les Brown, Eric Thomas, Jeremy Anderson, that they made that we don't gotta make because we can get the game from them. So I decided to invest in my craft and Seneca decided to invest in this craft. And that's our connection. We're in a great community called uh, Next Level Speakers Academy. So that's where I met this guy. And um, Seneca, I wanna I wanna dive right into it. You know, um, I think uh, hopefully you got some for us because I heard one, I was like, woo, this dude got a problem. So you notice when I introduced him, I said, poet. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, frozen. Hello. Oh, man. Is it just me? What's going on, everyone? Are right, we back? You hear me? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, okay, we lost each other. Hey, hey, you know what? We had a little <laughs> obstacle, right? Nothing, nothing stopping us. We back, we back, we back. So, yeah, if you got something for us, I would love to start it off with a poem. Ooh. Uh, this is a um, what kind of what kind of show is this? Uh. <laughs> let's go. Let's go get a podcast with Jay Black. So let's focus on goals. So no, I know you got a. a, a uh, inspiration. Okay, I got you. I got you. Here, let's go. Right, I got you. You have 18,632 days left on this earth. What are you going to do with the rest of them? While you sit there and contemplate life, the earth is constantly spinning on its axis in time. Stops for no one. Are you going to let these days, these hours, these minutes just pass you by? Because if you want something, go get it. Wake up to life with a purpose, knowing that the morning never escapes the sun. Allow determination to creep through your blinds to remind you that hope will be waiting for you at your doorstep. So walk with confidence, hand in hand with faith, placing one foot in for the next, not knowing if these steps will be your last, but you are willing to die to get right this time. I want you to life with passion. Leave your legacy behind for someone to find your first to greatness. And remember that there is no success without sacrifice and more doors will close and open and always be prepared for an opportunity. Because success is only inches, moments, or seconds away. Do it now, right now, because you have 18,632 days left on this earth. 
And I ask you, what are you going to do with the rest of them? Mm. <laughs> hey, that, that's, how, that's how you set a podcast up right there. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So, yeah, you oh, definitely man. you definitely give through words, bro. So I know when you poet, you know, you, you, you got a few different styles in different arenas as far as poetry. But I want to start there because um, words. When did you realize you were giving with words? I, I man, that that is really a really good question. I didn't know until um, I was trying to be a part of this R and B group, right? Uh, my friends, they're like, hey, we gonna start an R and B group. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And see, I had a problem. I couldn't sing, <laughs> but I really wanted <laughs> okay, to be a okay. part of this group. I wanted to be a part of this group, so I said, you know what? I'm gonna write the songs. And so I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. But at the same time, I wrote my first song I wrote was a really, really good song as a teenager in junior high. So and so ever since then, I I felt like, man, I had a way with words. And so after that, it it just my my song started turning into poetry. And, uh, you know, uh, people knew I was good with words. They started asking me to write a poem for them, you know, for their girlfriend and all of that good stuff. So I so I kept writing, kept writing. And then like 20 something years later, um, you know, you work on something long enough. You're probably going to become pretty good at it, you know. That's right. That's right. And I think right there, that's a big jewel. You just right there, you just said you drop so many jewels actually in your in your poem, you know. But mm-hmm. if you work at it long enough, see a lot of times people don't reach their blessings because mm-hmm. the thing is, um, air we can't see it, but we know it's there, right? So people people tend to they can't see it, they can't see it, they they just stop, not knowing that it's right, you're right there, but you give up too early. You know, mm-hmm. and then they don't have to bless you. Then people tend to be bitter and miserable when they see somebody else doing what they want to do. And mm-hmm. I think I want to touch on that because I think in today's world, it's a lot of people that have dreams, but they don't want to put the work in. And definitely the social media age, they see people doing what they do. Then the thing called hater comes up. So let's talk about even the courage or what, what was in you that, that kept you going just on words. Because it led to you becoming who you are today. But what kept you going? Even keep said twenty years. What kept you even going in this lane? Well, let me t- let me go back real quick. I never. I don't think I've ever shared this story. But um, when I was a okay, I was in high school. I was in high school, right? And um, I used to do poetry. And uh, so I stayed in the hood. So I got some horror friends. Some like you know they 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 jank. They uh, they talk about me really bad anyway. Um, right. And so one. So I had some. I had. Uh, I always try to try it out with my friends. I say, hey, can y'all listen to this? And you know, they never want to hear it. But all of a sudden, right. all of a sudden, they would listen. I would finish, and then they just start busting out laughing and like uh, making jokes about me and stuff. I'm like, come on now, you know what I'm saying? But, but I noticed that, like, either one. Or two people will actually come to me afterwards and say, man, that was dope. Was that was really good. Right. Yeah. And so I just I, I see how words play uh, a part in, in people in people's lives. For, as a poet, it's our responsibility to speak for other people, because the thing about it is we are able to put things or words in the right order uh, for something that you've been like you've been struggling with, you know, 
People have been having suicidal thoughts and they've been trying to figure out what it is to help them get to get better. And somehow poets are able to put all of that in, in, in this, this art form, say it, and then give that person that answer. Can save a person's life because of the words that you put together. Like it's words are rotated, you know, all throughout the day. And, it, right. and people don't really, they don't really gravitate to them until they hear it differently. And so when poets right. put their words together and be, be able to like, hey, um, do do poetry slams, do uh, spoken word uh, venues, they hear it for the first time, even though they have already heard it. Most people will hear for the first time and they will get their answer. And so that's what I that's why I love and why I continue to write, because I know that my words have a a story. I have a story to tell and I know the effect that my words can have on other people. And so I try to always heal with everything I do. Okay, great. So I want to fast forward as far as you've been uh, 12 years. You've actually been in the educational space, right? Yeah, so um, a little bit over 16 when you uh, you talk about gra graduate school. Um, you know, I spent okay. th uh, three years in graduate school. Um, and so I, I think I'm up, I'm uh, going on 13 years as a professional. So, but yeah, I've been in there for a long time developing young people. Uh, man, it's a, it's a great space to be in um, because pe I see those students there just like me when I was when I was going to college, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out life. And uh, you just need some type of guidance. And uh, it's great to be able to develop those students, to be able to see if they see that they can come to you for any type of advice or guidance in that nature. So. Right there, I want to stay there because I know my mm -hmm. experience, uh, it was a wild factor when I started to go into schools. Now, you being consistently there, and I used to seeing a, a man look like us, you know, so um, let's talk about the reaction and the gratification you do get as far as you just being in your in your field. And I know you're in Alabama, and I don't know if there are another, a lot of um, teachers that look like you in your space, but let's talk about that. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, there's, there's still not a lot of us, but at the same time, too, um, where I'm at at UAB, we're a very diverse uh, campus. And uh, okay. I, I think that uh, you can you can get the resources you need um, here at UAB. Now, it's not always like that. Right. It's not always like that at other universities where you go somewhere and you're looking you're looking for somebody to to say, hey, I want you to mentor me. Um, and first of all, uh, you never are engaged with that person. You don't have, you don't see them at events or whatever. That's more of the bigger issue now is to be able to know the people that you can go to um, and get outside okay. of your box. A lot of professional staff, um, what they they don't get outside of their box to, to put themselves in a position for a student to approach them and say, right. hey, man, I really admire you. I want to uh, I want to learn some things. I'm hoping that you can give me some advice to help me with certain things. And um, students have to feel comfortable. They have to be around you. And so, but if you're, you're never around or you never get outside of your office or you never go to any of these events, it's very hard for them to feel comfortable to come up to you and ask you about that. I think the powerful component with you, because of you knowing that, you being in that space, deciding to step in this lane as far as inspirational speaker, motivational speaker, is your, your background. You know, so you know from both sides, from both sides, mm -hmm. that's powerful. So mm -hmm. 
I want to know, take me to the day that you say, you know what, I want to actually um, be a motivational speaker. What happened or who did you see? Or is it a situation that happened? To, take me to that day. Okay, yeah, it's in my book, Turn On Your Light as well, too, the story about that. But um, that first line you heard, you have 18,632 days left on this earth. What are you going to do with the, with the rest of them? Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, I was at a conference. Dr. Dennis Kimbrough is a motivational speaker out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, he's a professor at Clark Atlanta. And, man, he gave this presentation, uh, and that was the first thing he said, right? And from that man. point... I mean, he's so captivating. Oh, my goodness. From the first words out of his mouth, you can hear the silence in the room. And so mm. I am from the projects. Um, I didn't never had any goals. You're talking about goals and go get a. I, I didn't. My only goal was to go to college and graduate. That was it. And um, so when he spoke and he talked about you know, you got to do something with your life. And he interviewed all the great, the black great uh, professionals. What did they do to get to where they are? He interviewed so right. many people and he was sharing all of that knowledge and basically challenging us to to be better than what we are. And so at that point, I realized that I got to do something with my life. <laughs> I have to actually right. I have to do something after graduation. And so um, he turned on my light. He gave me the aha okay. moment I was looking for. And ever since that day, and even though I didn't really go into motivational speaking right then, I always knew I wanted to be able to impact someone that where when I spoke to them or am I in their presence, I'm able to help them get turn on their light and, and go get what they want out of life and so that's that was the moment it was probably like 2003 i believe it was but um okay. i really didn't start this journey until about last year at like serious when you talked about investing and believing in yourself i can tell you one thing you'll believe in yourself when you invest in yourself and at that conference we went to the <laughs> uh, we went to the uh, jeremy anderson's next levels academy conference and one guy got on stage and he said, you know, it's easy for some people to quit because they haven't invested enough. You right. know, like a lot of people, you it's like if you if you quit what you really want to do is because you haven't invested enough into what you believe in. And so um, and that's the reason why I took that jump, because I needed to actually believe that this was the space for me. And so I took the jump, man, and I'm glad I did. I've been I've been grinding, man, just like yourself. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the biggest thing for me to actually be able to touch and uh, conversate with Jeremy and see how he's living, actually doing it, I think that's the biggest component for me, you know, because I've been connected, been following, you know, a few guys, um, the big names for a while on social media and everything like that. But actually being able to interact with him, I think something priceless about Next Level, Next Level Speakers Academy is also is that, he actually is sitting on one of his speaking engagements. So this guy really has a heart to really pure and, and serve and um, really give up the game. You know what I'm saying? Let us know that if you want to put in the work, Keith thing, put in the work, you know, what is possible, you know, because he um, he breathed. I look at all of them, you know, um, anybody that's great in this lane, that they breathe the same air as me. So, you know, some say, well, if they can do it, I can do it. But 
you make it bigger than you, I'm just committed to changing lives. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm passionate about that. When you make it bigger than you, easy to stay motivated. Like with me, I'm conscious. People are like, how are you just so excited all the time? You know, there's a few pressure points I talk about in my book, Goals Good Direction. But the biggest thing is that I understand I'm conscious of the fact 151,000 people die every day. That's 151,000 dreams cut short. So I understand every day I wake up as a gift. So I feel it's disrespectful to God if I don't open up my gift with passion. So mm. I want to maximize oh. every second of my day, every single day. I'm very passionate about that. I'm going to go get when I step into the world at home. And something I ate, something I want to highlight that's very important that you look at two married men right now with kids. You know, I think that's powerful. That's powerful. Yes. You're looking at two married men with kids, you know what I'm saying? So you got three, right? I have three. Okay, I got I got four. I got four. And I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you, Seneca. You know, my last one was a boy, but I wasn't stopping until I got that boy. I'm a go getter. So I mean if I ended up at seven, I mean I, I had to do what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? But God knew I was crazy because he made me. So he's like, no, I'm gonna give him a boy right now. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay, so go ahead, go ahead. Now I was I wasn't no, gonna so, stop. Uh, I wasn't gonna stop until I had a girl too. So, you know, I got my girl. Okay, so yours the other way around. Okay. So I want to ask you this. How did your wife feel about that though? Oh, she was good until like, I mean, this was gonna be the last one for her. She said, if she said, if you want another one, you better go somewhere else. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I I was so cocky and it was funny, you know what I'm saying? Uh I was like, man, my wife was like, if this ain't it, well, I'm telling you right now. I'm having a son, you know what I'm saying? So she was on that, but I'm having a son. So, I mean, I hopefully it's right here. You know what I'm saying? I love you, baby, but I'm having a son. And I was so cocky, you know, I had, well, I got a hoodie on today, but I got uh, Jamar Jr. tatted on me like a year before he was even born. Now I was speaking it, I, I was speaking it. I wrote it down. I was right, like for a couple years, I wrote his name down. I'm big on um, goals and writing things down. So yeah, yeah. I was speaking it for real. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of funny because I got a story when I had uh, two other guys that had three girls and it was like, mm -hmm. man, you crazy. We're trying again at the church. So I'm like, they're like, you know what? If you have this boy, uh, we going, we jumping back, back in. And when I had it, they couldn't believe it. They're like, man, but no, we, we done though. <laughs> we done though. But that's what's up though. You had it for it though. But yeah, man, I think right there, I want to talk if you, I don't know if you believe in this, but you did kind of mention it. I believe in speaking things into existence. The power of the tongue, you know, is so powerful, you know, so powerful. But the one mm -hmm. thing about that, a big component that a lot of people miss is that, um, yeah, you can speak, you can get, make sure you put action behind your words and be consistent with it. You got to understand that our timing and God's time is different. So um, I want to know your views on really the process. Because something you said, you said that Kimbrough, he actually turned on your light. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking now is the inspiration to you titling your book, Turn On Your Light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so That's I want to know about the, okay, so I want to know about that process of your book because me being an author, hey, it was a process. I went through a lot. So I, wanted, I want you to talk about the process because people see in go, they see you with the book and they're like, yeah, that's what's up, but it's a process. So talk about the process. Yeah, I appreciate that, that question. Um, it is a process. And, um, you know, the thing about it, the biggest process is to write. Most people want to write a book, but it's in their head. And, they, and most, most books stay in, your head, stay in other people's head or in their own head for a very, very long time. And so yes. I was determined to get mine out. Now, the thing about it, you just got to commit, commit to writing as much as you want to write. Now, I'm going to tell you, this book right here, I, 
I mean, if you go back to it, it it's been over five years of writing. But that was, mm. the, that was the timeline that, you know, that I was like, well, it's going to happen when it happens. But uh, what really got me able to start actually finishing it uh, was when we started shutting down. And so I'm like, wow. I already had so many pages of just like just writing. There was no like coordination. There was no, uh, you know, organization to it. It was just me writing my thoughts, you know, principles, ideas of things that I believe in. And then um, I, when we shut down for COVID, I was able to start organizing that and finding out what am I missing? What are the transitions and things of that nature? But the process, you got to be dedicated to the process because First of all, you want you probably want to speak to someone like you said earlier about Jeremy Anderson, understanding their bumps and bruises. Go to someone. And this is what I do now, too. I'm actually. uh, Well, first of all, let me finish that thought. Go to someone that has had those bumps and bruises. And so they can give you that advice to get you away from those things that will you know, delay your book because it's so important that if you don't know how to do an ISBN number, you don't know how to copyright, you don't know how to, uh, you know, like go what, where to find an editor, uh, how to, uh, to go get a book layout person, a book designer, you're going to spend a lot of time doing things that you could have already learned by, through someone right. else. Use those resources. Yeah. Right. Use those resources. And so my biggest thing is um, try to cut down the time, but you will never get the book if you don't write, write and write. And that's the I think that's the biggest hurdle is that people don't write today. Three days, three days a week. If that's what you want, to, if you want to do one day a week, stay committed to what you say you're going to do. Um, but the right. process is. The pro- you asked the question, the process is tough, but um, re- read a book, find the resources out there that will help you with that process to help you get to that. And I am doing cons- cons- consultations for people that want to publish and write a book. So uh, if you're out there, go to my website, it's free resource, and you can um, sign up with me and I give you the game. And, that, and, that's, and that's powerful. And I think one thing that that's with me, um, I'm big on time. You know, it's 86,400 cents a day. I don't believe in wasting time. So I was blessed also with the shutdown, with the shutdown um, resources. I definitely like it's another guy, um, Sean Blanchard. I invested in Next Level Speakers Academy and I've been wanting to write a book. And my only motivation really to write a book is because it opened up more opportunities as far as a speaker, as far as opportunities. So I was just watching uh, the different um few people I was watching something about how it could take you to a different level as a speaker. So I was like, you know what? I got to write a book, you know? So Sean Blanchard has something called university of moguls, you know? So he actually gives you a blueprint of how to write the book. And this saved me so much time. So I actually, um, my guy, shout out to my guy. I want, I don't know if y'all related, but Denny Wilson, I don't know if you relate to Denny Wilson. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Both light skin. He from Akron though. But uh, (laughs) Denny Wilson, this guy, this guy wrote when the pandemic happened, he wrote, he wrote like, I was just starting. He, he, it was him to refer university mogul soon. He wrote like three books. I'm like, dang, he, he knocked out three. One of our uh, our meetings, our Google meetings, I'm the mastermind meetings. I'm like, wow, I got I'm procrastinating. Let me get to it. So 
Yep. Once I got through it, I actually wrote my book. I, I got it done, everything within uh, actually three months. But, I, yep. but he gives you a specific layout, detail how to do everything, you know what I'm saying? And then from there, one thing that's costly, though, and I think it's good to have a sense of urgency, but you also got to be patient. Um, his editor was taking a while, and I really had a goal that I wanted to release my book. So I went with somebody, but they weren't really official. You know, and I just I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought it was good enough. I think everything else. But so when my book came out and I sent it to sent it to my mentor, as far as in the author space, he's like, uh, everything with you, you know, is on point, you know, over the top. This isn't it. I was about to send it, send the book to schools. He was like, your layout needs to be you need you need to get a professional your layout. You know, so I was like, you know what? You're right. You only got one time to make a first impression. So I'm glad I have to send like 50 books to educators across all sides. You know what? I paused everything. So I'm really, uh, I, I wasted a lot of money though. So I got a lot of books that I was about to send off. So it was a painful lesson. But at the same time, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad I was wise enough to listen. You know, so I'm still, today we just approved my new uh, version as far as the layout. So that'll be coming yeah. soon. Then I'll be able to get back to it. So I had to pause everything. So, uh, but. Once again, I shared that story because I don't want you to make the same mistake that I did. You know, uh, it's very important to follow through. And then when you got a system, everything laid out, just sometimes you got to take it, take your time. It's not so much about the deadline. All the goal is really to impact and uh, make an impact on lives. So if you want things to be all the way, a certain way, you need to take your time, and just get it done the right way. So I think that was definitely important in my process. And it's been killing me actually because I, I can't I can't promote my book because it ain't all the way here. So I'm having to pause. And talk about it when it's like five months. <laughs> well, listen, no, that you raise a great point, right? I want I want to speak on this real quick. First of all, hey, you, you you're probably not losing any money compared to what you're about to make, right? Anyhow, um, right. you you this is the reason why you want to talk to someone and get the resources because you can, like you said. You're wasting a lot. You know, I'm gonna say wasting, but you you're spending a lot of time going back to correct things that you probably could have did in the beginning. Now, um, right. book layout is so important because of the personality of your book. A lot of people just put words on there, and the thing about it is, <clears throat> you need your book to speak for you. Like, what type of personality right. is the book bringing? Because the book has to speak and the words have to jump off the page. And so I think that is so important. That's the reason why um, I went and got a, cause I tried, I did, I have three books. I published my other, I have a poetry book that I published and I did the layout and it was the worst thing I did. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, people wow. Like, wow. why did you do all of these, these fonts? And I was like, well, I thought it looked really nice, you know, get someone right professional to do the layout. And that will save you a lot of headache moving forward. But also the editor, make sure when you have an editor, they know your personality too. They know your humor. They know who you are. So they don't change your voice of the book because that will right. take away from the book as well. So, but I think great point. That was dope with the, you know, I think that was dope something too. Uh, Cause I went back and forth with uh, Tracy with that, with the editor that's just doing it now. And I'm, I'm looking at what it is, was then, and now I'm like, wow, it's a whole different level. And I actually hired a professional, but they weren't really out the, the, the levels to it. 
So mm-hmm. um, now I'm looking at the layout now and the editing they did, and I had to go back and forth and know my, my personality because I wanted certain things to be a certain way. You can't lowercase mm-hmm. my, I'm, I'm excited, yeah. I got to yeah. stay all caps, my three exclamation points, you know what I'm saying? So little stuff like that, you know, then once I talked to her, she got it. You know, I sent her a video, she got it, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, what you saw, letting them know your personality, that's very, very important. So mm-hmm. I want to um, ask you this question because you know what? You say that you came up in the projects. So mm-hmm. I want you to, the person you are today, there's somebody that probably just going to tune in that's from the projects, a young king, you know, or a young queen. If you had uh, two, two, two jewels that you can say to your project self, what would you tell your project self right now? All the wisdom you got now, what would you go back and tell your, this, the project you? Because it's somebody right now in the project that's like, man, you know what? I don't see, my light is not on. You know, and I don't have no idea how I'm gonna turn it on. What would you say to that to that person? Um. Well, first of all, I'm gonna say that I was lucky, and I really had God on my side. I feel like I had a guardian angel watching over me because my friends and I, um, you know, I wasn't a bad kid, and my friends weren't bad. Probably make some bad decisions, and um, I will tell you this, man. Uh, you know, we've seen a lot, seen a lot. And, uh, you know, I I don't know what I, I really don't know what I would tell myself because, um, you know, I am blessed to experience those things because I feel right. like it has shaped me to who, you know, to the person I am today. Um, I will say this, if you, if you, if you want to do something, special you want to do something different surround yourself around people that will challenge you to get to the next level i will tell you this that um the people in the projects and in my hood that probably figured they weren't going to go anywhere this was their home they ain't trying to do more than what they're doing now you know they're living life they're in the streets whatever they looked out for me you know because they knew i don't i probably didn't even know it at the time they probably knew I was a little different and I can actually go out and go do something. And so a lot of them, anytime we were like under the overpass, uh, you know, some activity is going down, uh, they would keep me away from it. They would say, hey, Sam, this is it's not the time for you to come over here, man. You know what I'm saying? Go on about your business, do whatever, whatever, whatever it is. And, um, you know, I think that was real because, you know, I, I felt like, you know, I could have went anyway, any, any right. which way. And, um, you know, I think too, there were, like I said, some angels just watching out for me because, um, I'm telling you, I could be in a car with my friends. I'm driving, of course, I'm the only person that actually had a car at the time. So everybody riding with me mm-hmm. and, um, I could tell you, we, we weren't riding very, we weren't riding good. So, <laughs> right, um, right. but at, time too I would tell myself to um, be smart you know and that you are this is my thing right here this is what I would tell myself and I still been telling myself to this day this one thing you are good enough you are good enough to do what Mm. you love and you know you're you will do something special in this world and so my biggest thing is what people have helped me believe and i was at the boys and girls club in my in the projects right behind my my house and in my neighborhood we had camp counselors at the boys and girls club our counselors and 
they made you believe in yourself. They made you have confidence because I didn't have that confidence that I have now. I was this shy kid. I was, I, you know, I didn't want to say anything to anybody. Um, but, you know, I had, I had those friends. And so I would always hang out with them. But at the same time, my confidence weren't, wasn't there. And um, find people that will believe in you and, and anyone that shows any belief in you, you know, stick around them and ask them, how can you do something different, do something different with your life? Because I, I didn't think I I didn't think I can go to school and graduate. I didn't think I can, um, you know, to get a great job and have a career. Um, I didn't think I can have a family. Um, I have a beautiful family. And I want to be honest with you, do. I, I didn't think I can have a home, have it like to buy a home. And let me tell you something. Can I tell you something real quick? I'm yeah, closing talk, in. Talk to Talk to us. Yeah. Listen, I'm closing on a house right now, right? I never thought, I have never lived in an own house before. My mom has never had her own house. I promised I was going to buy, I'm going to buy a house when I get to where I, where, where, when I get up here, I'm, uh, I'm going to definitely get her that. But man, we have never, I have never lived in, in an own house. And I thought to this day, that it probably would never happen because of the decisions I have made, um, you know, and because of not understanding financial literacy, all of that good stuff. And I am closing on a house on May 26th. And, you know, I and thank God for this, but at the, I'm, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx anything, but at the same time, it's going to happen. So, and it is, it's a God bless. It is. It is a blessing, and I promise you, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cry, uh, uh, really, really bad uh, on 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 May 26. So, anyhow, but I, I think was that's um, enough. Yeah, that's that's a blessing. I'm glad you shared that. You know, and um, I think the thing that you said at the end. Uh, the tears of joy and people don't understand you you hinted because you said your mom never had it but people don't understand when somebody gets emotional it's a big long story behind that you can you, on may 26 you're going to see everything you've been through it's a monument moment for your family so I'm, I'm, i'm salute you i'm very proud of you that's big man that's big and um something you said everything that you've been through it makes you who you are i'm, I'm a firm believer in that you know i love every step of the journey that i've been through and um I think one thing that's important for me and I share with my mentoring program, actually, I'm, I made a big, I'm big on speaking things to existence. I'm not scared to say things. That's crazy. So I told them it's important for me to a conference. Remember we said, we talked about impact and income, right? So about, I started to go get Academy in 2018. So, uh, the 2019 class at one of our sessions, I told them, you know, um, I want them to think outside the box. So you don't just got to be a drug dealer or an entertainer or an athlete to make it be successful. I want to show them that you be a multimillionaire as a motivational brand, motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. So I told them when I become a millionaire, I'm going to give them all $10,000. Now mm-hmm. it's, it's more about the goal opposed to the financial. Of course, they're going to love that, but I want to show them that I was able, I'm able to attain this goal. So mm-hmm. I think it's, very, very important at the path you're doing, everything that you're doing, that you share things like you said, as far as buying a house, that's a big stepping stone. But our journey is way bigger than us. We never know who's watching us. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I was able to have you on. Um, before we wrap it up, I want you to give your social media information. And I need, I need to hear, you know, let's go get a podcast with Jay Black. So I got to ask you this question. How important are our goals 
to you? Um, goals are important, man. Um, like, if you don't have goals, how can you execute, right? And right. I just feel like if you don't, if you have to have a target, you know, I mean, if you don't have a target, you're going to hit something. You bet you're not, you're probably not going to hit what you really want. And so goals, you can go back. It's, it's a comp executing goals is, is a, a receipt proof that, that you were able to accomplish something. And so when you go back and you, you look like, okay, this is how I got here because I was able to accomplish these goals. Um, when you don't create those goals, it's hard for you to go back in your life and find out like, how did I get here? But if you put those goals down and you get, you get those receipts and that track record, um, uh, it's definitely gonna put you to the next, get you in the next level. So um, it's, it's, it's extremely important, go get us. Yep. All right, we that de- you definitely that you definitely that we definitely some gold getters. So um, I appreciate you coming on and uh, make sure consultations. He's doing consultations, so definitely tap into him. Uh, give her social media information. All right, um, everything is Seneca Wilson thirty one. Uh, I have Instagram, TikTok. I probably shouldn't be on TikTok, uh, Facebook. Any uh, oh, no, they need us everywhere. She wants to be on there. Actually, you know what? I created one. I gotta start getting busy on it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's that's take time for it. So yeah, and I heard you've been doing your thing on there. So that's what's up. That's what's up. I probably got five people watching, but I'm I'm okay with those five people. <laughs> Actually, the five lives, the five lives. I'm telling you, powerful. And let's and I want to hit on that right there. It's important, right? She so said five people. So I'm gonna tell you about one person, one and one. This is this to show you how powerful one voice is. So mm-hmm. today, Tyler Perry's a billionaire, but only reason he became a writer is because he was watching the Oprah Winfrey show, and she said it was therapeutic to write down your pain. Now, at the time, he's you know he's he's he's, he's poor, you know he's living in uh, down south, but if she wouldn't have chased her dream, that's one person. So one voice is powerful. You know, so that's why mm-hmm. it's very important. We never know who's watching this. So definitely them five people, you don't know who them five people are going to become. Them mm-hmm. be the next, the next Steve Jobs, you know, we don't know who them five people are going to become, but they watching, they're going to be like, dang, Seneca Wilson. Hey, he, hey, he took me there. He turned on my light. So yeah. So definitely, bro, definitely uh, keep up the great work, man. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be going on this journey with you. You know, I'm looking forward to us coming back and as we continue to grow in this lane and we become multimillionaires and change billions of lives, we'll look back at the beginning and we'll be like, wow, the pandemic. That was the day we both decided to make that investment, you know, take our lives to the next level. So shout out to definitely. And shout, hey, this is funny how that worked at the end of that, saying the next level. Shout out to Jeremy Anderson. Shout out, shout out to our guy. Shout out to our guy, Jeremy Anderson. So I appreciate y'all tuning into the Goal Getter Podcast with Jay Black. Um, one thing I want you to understand is that if you can think it, you can achieve it. You know, the word impossible, it says I'm possible. Let me say it again. The word impossible says I'm possible. So I need you to understand that when you have a vision, you have a goal, don't, dis- don't get discouraged if somebody else don't believe in it. God gave you that vision, so you stay excited. You got to water your seeds every single day. Then eventually, I'm guarantee, I guarantee you, they will grow. So I love and believe in you. And always remember, always remember, always remember. Only person that can stop you is you. Yes. 
It's the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Stay excited and stay connected. www.jblackinspires.com.